Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. How are you, everyone? Happy New Year to you. I hope you're doing well. Ryan, good to see you again. Good to see you again, yeah, actually. We had, we had Jason in here uh, filming in for you. Yeah, he sounded nice. <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> fun. I, I'm bummed I didn't get to meet him. Uh, oh, I still haven't met him in person, but he just seems like a chill-ass dude. Yeah, he's so chill. And he was, <sighs> Welling was like, dude, that dude was hilarious. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he is chill. I wish I was as chill as him. Yeah. Even you aren't as chill as him. I am not as chill as Jeez, Jason. Jeez, it's like it goes Jason. from... It goes from very chill to unchill. Jason was, me, was dropping like life truth bombs just like out of nowhere. Dude, it's great. Yeah. Way to go, Jay. Way to go. <laughs> um, great guest today, Jensen Ackles. We'll get into that. But uh, hey, if you like the podcast, I know if you're here for Jensen, you love Jensen. You love Supernatural. You love the boys. You're here for Jensen. You're not here for me. And I, I, could, I could deal with that. But all I'm asking is if you enjoy the interview, why not listen to another one? Why not subscribe, write a review and be like, hey. I like this dude, or I think it was a good interview. Unless you think it sucks, and then fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it, man. You know? Fuck it. Um, you, Ryan, by the way, you just got back from Hawaii. I was in Hawaii for two weeks. I don't want to say you look disheveled because you look good, but you, your uh, disposition when you when I walked in, it just felt like you were like... I mean, it's, a, it's a long time to be anywhere, really. With your girlfriend. girlfriend girlfriend's family. Uh, yeah. So not my family. So it's a lot of uh, being, uh, you know, just with anyone. Who, you turn something who's on. Not your own, it, you you got to turn something on. You turn it on. It, it's not totally natural. Right. It's like, it's not like you're trying to like them. You like them, but it's yeah. like you're putting on something extra as you're not feeling as laid it back. Is extra, yeah. And it wears you down. It does. Yeah. I mean, After the, a while. The first week was great. You know, we hung out with the nieces. We did a lot of fun stuff and like adventures and things. And like we went on a little hike to a waterfall. Nice. Uh, a lot of pickleball. I'm good at pickleball. Oh, good. Let's play some pickleball. Let's do it. I right. would play pickleball. Show me yeah. how to play pickleball. We're good at it now. Yeah, it's it's like uh, you can t- play at any tennis court. Uh, they have to have like little lines for it. Some of them, oh, probably, yeah, some yeah. of them probably do. I bet. I bet you they do. Um, but yeah, after it's hard to do for more than a week. I will say, dude. Uh, my dad. While you were gone, my dad was in town for three days. Yeah, and he came in on a Friday and left on a came on Saturday morning and left on a Tuesday morning. So he was barely here three days. And, and you're toast. Yeah, <laughs> took him to the Lakers game. Took it just you know his 70th birthday, and I kind of just like really, you know, lived it up. Uh, wanted him to live it up, and yeah. I think he really enjoyed himself, and that was the good thing. But uh, you know, there was moments where I just was like. You know, there's those are moments where you just want to say something, but you know it's going to start an argument, so you don't do it. You just don't do it. Well, good on you. But look, he had a great time. That's all I care about. And, uh, it, you know, it was nice. It was not, it, you know, we had some nice times. And uh, so it, there was that. But, you know, you, you know, I, I'm thinking three days, and you, you're talking two weeks. I would yeah. fucking, no no offense, Dad, I'd fucking jump off a roof. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, I know you both of you aren't. You don't even probably know I have a podcast. But I would jump off the fucking roof. <laughs> And that's no, that's no lie. Hey guys, if you like the show, follow us. Uh, the handles are at inside of you podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow us and at inside of you pod on the Twitter. 
um, write a review on whether you're listening on Spotify, whether you're watching on YouTube, what, whatever you're doing, write a review. It really helps the show, especially on Apple. Um, write a review. Tell us what you think. Um, we're going to get into Jensen, I promise, just here in a second. But, you know, there's things to talk about. I want to say Happy New Year to you. I also want to say that uh, uh, my band, Sunspin, Rob and I are playing a show we haven't played in two months. So if you haven't watched the show or, you know, come to a virtual show, I urge you to check us out. It's you just go to stageit.com. ST, in fact, go to sunspin.com. That's the name of the band. And you can get tickets on sunspin.com on upcoming shows. We're playing January 29th, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Covers, originals, uh, there's Zooms, prizes, all that shit. I hope you, you join us. Also, join the lovely patron. Uh, patrons, um, if you go to patreon.com slash inside of you, these people, these patrons of mine, follow the podcast, support the podcast, and want it to keep going. So if you like the podcast and you want to give something, why not be a patron? So there's that. Uh, what else? I'll be in La Mole. Uh, at the La, La Mole? La Mole? I don't know what you're saying. Convention in Mexico. Nice. In March. Cool. La Mole? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be fun. Nice. I, I went there before. It's great. Great people. Great time. We're going to do a Smallville Nights event with me and Tom. Two-man show. We're going to sign autographs. We love Mexico. Is that where mole sauce originated? I don't know. That stuff's good. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's oh. like the thick, I'll like try the dark some thick mole. sauce. I'll try some mole sauce. Oh, you can get it anywhere around here. Holy mole. Yeah. <laughs> um... If you want any merch, uh, go to the Inside of You online store. We've got I've got like Lexmas uh, scripts from Smallville uh, that you can have signed, and pictures, and Inside of You tumblers, and just a bunch of fun stuff. Hats, shirts. So check out the Inside of You online store, and you can also get merch for the band at Sunspin.com. And that's pretty much it. We're working on a new album, so we're performing on these virtual shows for Stage It. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, this is great. Great interview. Um, he's always a treat to talk to. Um, he's he's on the boys. He's your supernatural guy. He's <laughs> he's. I just love talking to him. He was in person, and that was fun. It was nice to have him here in person. And uh, I really think you're going to enjoy this interview. And uh, let's get inside of Jensen Ackles. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, you know, I love Howard Stern, but like one time he started going on a rant about all these actors and all these people have podcasts. It's like, who the hell are listening to them? I'm like, dude, you're a billionaire. You have like a hit show, the biggest show in the history of talk radio. What do you care about like other people doing what they love to do and what they like? It's his space, man. He's king of media. Uh, he's the king of media. Yeah. I love Howard, but Jesus, man, <laughs> like give me a break. It's like I'm doing, I think I'm doing a decent job here and, uh, you know. You know, Howard's one of my heroes. This is uh, this is such a unique space. I just had a meeting yesterday with Wondery. Wondery, yeah, they're uh, they've been a sponsor. Wondery, yep, they um, have. They're uh, they're heavy in the podcast game. Yes. And, Why are you uh, thinking about doing a podcast? I, no, I was just trying to get a better idea of what the hell's going on in that space. Could you imagine, like, you know, Tom and I have thought about this Welling from Smallville, in case you wonder who, who? I'm talking about. I mean, you know, but like, <laughs> Listen, you know, if you might... refer to somebody by their first name, I assume I know who they are. Well, so. I don't want people to think that I'm assuming they know who I'm talking about or whatever. Like, right. Tom, you know, and you're like, like oh, this is an inside conversation between two I didn't think you were actors. talking about Tom Berenger. Right. I assumed you were talking about cool. Welling. Yeah, but he was... He was going, you know, what if we did something where we like, 
Science Mystery 3000, is that what it was called? Mystery Science Theater. Mystery 3, Science Theater or well, whatever. Now they're, now they're doing these things. Where we uh, watch episodes of Smallville and talk to people and commentate and stuff. It's like, you know, and then I was thinking, wow, if you and Jared got together and did like episodes and had a podcast that you did here and there and you had like, a, you know, you talked about each episode. So funny enough, uh, during the uh, during the, the lockdown last year, 2020, remember when uh, Krasinski did that some good news thing he came out with, it was like a YouTube thing and it was just from home and his kids were decorating the background and stuff. I saw a few episodes of that. They gave me an idea, very similar to what you were just talking about. Right. Uh, of course I'm just there with, with, with Daniil and the kids and we're just trying to not lose our minds. Um, right. You don't need any more projects right now. Right. But, but I also am like, I can't stay idle. Like I just, I'm like, we're in lockdown. I don't know what's happening. I'm like, right. we got to do something creative. So we literally came up with a concept similar to that, where where she and I would watch fan favorite episodes, and then talk about them. But the but the catch was is I obviously lived it, right? She hadn't. She's she could probably count on one hand how many full episodes of Supernatural. She's mm. <laughs> good wife. Good wife. Um. Well, I mean, to her uh, um, argument, she's you know she's got three Rugrats to. And why would she want to watch 300 episodes of a television show that her husband's on? I mean, maybe a couple that you're like, hey, I'd like you to watch this one. The 100th, yeah, and, yeah, the 200th, and, she's, the and she's seen those, yeah. Right. Um, or even just moments, scenes. You yeah. know, hey, check out this 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 scene. Right. Um, but I thought that would have been interesting. So we actually shot a pilot. We actually I set up all the iPhones and iPads. And we what? We made a set. We had uh, we had Misha call in and, and as, a, as a Zoom guest. And we we critiqued. Uh, it was his his first episode, Lazarus Rising. We 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 went and did an entire pilot, and then all of a sudden, like uh, TNT and C CW were like, we want it, and they're like, we want you to do like ten episodes, once what one a week, and we're gonna broadcast. We're gonna air it on broadcast television. Are you gonna do it? No, this was a year ago, and I was like, I was like, I, I can't I can't produce ten episodes of television while I'm on lockdown with three kids. Like there, that like, could have been really funny though, with kids coming in and out and like just doing it and doing the best you can. But I was like, just to have this conversation, I've drugged all three of them and they're in a pile in the <laughs> other room. Like this is, that's not tenable. <laughs> is it? So, so we, we graciously passed, but, uh, um, but that led to some other cool stuff. You know, I was looking on, you know, wiki and all these other things. And, you know, I know that you started out doing soap operas and stuff. We talked about that, you know, I mean, you were modeling at a young age, like as a kid. Yeah, but it was like you know the J.C. Penney's catalog. Still, P pajamas. I was but but you were still like you were in the. I was in front of the camera. In front of the camera in yeah. that space. But I was like, I didn't know you won like a soap opera digest award. You were nominated for Emmys and things like that. Yeah, like that's a big deal. Yeah, and as like a as a young, I mean, I was I came out to LA at eighteen. I think I was on the soap at nineteen, and I was going to award shows in New York uh, at you know before I was even before my twenty first birthday. So I didn't really understand the, you know, the weight of all that. I was just like, this is easy. <laughs> see, see, what's amazing is how you think it's easy. And I'm like looking like nothing terrifies me more than the thought of doing a soap opera because they do like four, five, six episodes a day. Tell me if I'm wrong. And there's like sometimes you have 30 pages of dialogue. Is that correct? So it's uh, and, and I'm sure it's changed a little bit since I've been there. But I remember is it's about it's an episode a day. But these episodes are, you know, you're talking 60 pages, right? This is an hour-long drama, a lot of dialogue. So they're shooting at least 60 pages a day. 
Jesus. A day. Um, Were you stressed? No, because you come in. I mean, I was, at, again, I was young and I didn't, I didn't even, ignorance was a bliss at that point. Right, right, right. You can I do was, anything at yeah, that age. But it's, I, I will give uh, daytime actors all the credit in the world because uh, you get, you essentially get one take per scene. And we're talking a two and a half, three to five page scene. Even if it's emotional, it, they want one, one take. They one want take. They're moving. If you didn't horribly mess up the dialogue, if you didn't, if you, you know, if you hit your mark and you at least got through the dialogue in some, some form or fashion, they're moving on. They don't have right. time to wait for you. I once did 12 scenes in an hour. I, I just can't even imagine <laughs> that. I mean, you say youth helps that sort of thing and you're kind of like wet behind the ears and you're just like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's a lot of lines. It's a lot of dialogue. And that's, I mean, you open any drawer or under any couch cushion on any daytime set, there, are, there are sides. Do you have a photographic memory? Can you learn I, something maybe, very quickly? Yeah. I may I, I I actually envision the page in my mind and I'm and I I see that it's almost like a teleprompter in my head. So you rarely even mess up. Um you, I, I no, I mean I I I I can hiccup, but for instance just uh recently when I, I was up to, in Toronto shooting the, the boys, boys um they uh they dropped some pocket dialogue on me uh on the day like an hour before we were about to shoot this thing. Were you, did your nerves kind of get like a little frazzled? And it was like it was a full interview, like an on-camera interview with like, you know, lengthy responses that I was supposed to, to give. And I ran through it with the with scripty and and then I was like, and then I had this idea. I was like, how about this? Instead of you asking the questions of the interviewer and me giving the response, you just read my lines to me instead of the questions that you're asking. And I'll just repeat what you're saying. So we did that for a couple of takes, and then I was like, "Never mind, I've got it." And then, then just we went, like that, and then we went back. That's and I, terrifying for me for someone, and it's happened before where they're like, "Hey, we got this scene that came up. It's three pages. They just sent it in. We're going to shoot this after lunch, mm -hmm. and it ruins my day. <laughs> it ruins my fucking day. I like to prepare, <laughs> prep, know what I'm doing, feel loose on set, and then when someone throws that at me, but you don't get really nervous. You just kind of adjust. I mean, I, I'll, I'll get. I wouldn't even get pissy. I'll, I'll just be like, <laughs> I'll just be like, come on. And then I'll know in my head, I'm like, I, I'm, they're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to give it to them. Right. They're going to get it. But I'm just like, that's not cool, man. And, and, <laughs> and then I'm just like, well, I could sit here and, and bitch about it. And, or take the time to just accept or, it. Or just get it done and move on. And I, I usually pick the latter. Inside of you is brought to you by Shopify. You know I use Shopify. You guys go on the, you know, inside of you online store and you see how easy it is to navigate for you. It's so amazing. Shopify, I can't think of anyone else that would do this uh, the right way like Shopify does. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. It's so easy to navigate. And when you want to add discounts, like for instance, I just had a discount where I put uh, Michael 15 and that was my discount code. How much of a percent? 15% off the total order. Easy. 
adding products. It's so easy. You put a picture, you just upload a picture, you put a description. It, it, it does everything for you. And the analytics are so easy to use. All right, this is the most selling product. Oh, I should get more of those. This is the least selling product. This is how much I made for this month compared to last year or last month. It's so easy to navigate. I feel like a pro and Shopify has really helped me do that. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. Inside of you is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. I just sent some of this to my mother. And she's starting to notice the differences hmm. in herself. And, she, and because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and, and she couldn't think clearly. And, and, you know, and, and I, I was like, well, this stuff works for me. And what's great is I didn't even, they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of Synaletics yet? Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago. And they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. Uh, I feel uh, more focused, um, younger. I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, we're going to get into the boys. Yeah. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into a lot of stuff. But, you know, I mean, I look at your work and you, I know you did Dark Angel. And, you know, by the way, was Jessica Alba cool to work with? I no. Mean, she was horrible. 
Are you kidding? No. 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 She was not fun to work with. I will tell you. She, I've told her. I've told this to her face. Really? <laughs> what, why so? What makes an actor or an actress, what makes them tough to work with? I, I, uh, I love Jess, um, which I know kind of contradicts what I just said. But this is no secret, you're saying? Yeah, no. She, she, um, she was under an, an immense amount of pressure on that show. She was young. Uh, she was in a um, she was in a relationship with um, the, one of the guys, right? What, yep, a and and that was that was rocky uh, and, yeah. and and causing some some undue stress, I believe, on set. And I was like the new the new fresh face on the set who wasn't really there in season one. I came in for one episode, but then they wrote me in as a series regular for season two. And I was just kind of, I was, I was the new kid on the block and I, I got, I got picked on by the lead and she picked on. She, oh yeah. Explain. Oh, I mean like, like the worst kind of bickering a brother and sister could do. She just, she had, she had it out for me. She, she like, she, she didn't like you. She, I don't know if it was, no, it, it wasn't that she didn't like me. She just was like. Oh, oh, here's the pretty boy that, that, that network brought in for some more window dressing. Cause that's what we need in front of the whole crew. Yeah. And you just kind of just, well, at, very quickly I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, <laughs> what did I do? He's ass. Yeah. So very quickly I was just like, well, fire with fire. So you fought back. So I just was like, oh, looks like we're getting bitch Alba today. Really? Everybody hang on to your hang on to your nuts. And the it's crew be, loved it? Oh, loved it. And she kind of did she like it? And uh, well, it just then she was like, okay, well now I can now I can just be a dick to him and he'll be a dick to me and that's how we'll roll. That's amazing. And and it and it did it did build some mutual respect. And so you got along as as the time when you know she was under a lot of pressure, you know she was kind of bitchy at times. Yeah. And eventually you kind of accepted it, but she kind of got okay, touche. Touche Jensen yeah, Ackles. But we but we bickered. We bickered like brother and sister. But then like, you know, there were moments. Uh uh, you know, when uh when her guy was away, she didn't like to she was like scared of this house that they were renting. And so she asked me to come over and just keep her company. Ooh. And so I did. Provocative. And that's well, I guess it could have been, but I just knew I was like, no, this is very this is very platonic, very brother sister. Jesus, Jessica but then like Alba uh, brought me over her house to keep her company. I mean, I just don't no. Know trust me, it. looking back, I, I I shake my head at like, you know, like Jesus. Did I miss something there? Yeah, was, was I something... was I just tone deaf? She's what? like, hey, pretty boy in a nightgown. <laughs> hey, pretty boy. No, she would have kicked me in the nuts if I tried anything. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> it, it, which she if she was, she's very very tough little uh, um, woman, little vixen, vixen. Yeah, uh, but again. Like my grandfather died while I was shooting and, and she Ooh. literally just walked into my trailer and just held me for, you know, half an hour. All right. So, so, so there, there was, it was that kind of a relationship. Right. And again, if, if you know, she walked in, we'd, we'd be all hugs. Right. But, but it was, she didn't make it easy on me. Do you remember going set. back home after set, after a long day and talking to one of your buddies going, damn, man, she gives me such shit. Hell yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm getting bullied here. Were you nervous at all? Will it make you kind of like, like, fuck, the lead doesn't like me. She's going to get me fired. No, because I forget who it was, but a friend of mine was like, um, was like, what did he say? It, it gave me kind of some sort of a confidence booster of like, well, she's intimidated by you. Or she likes you. 
or she likes you or something, yeah, something. which I mean, I just told myself that just to kind of give me the confidence that I needed to kind of get through the day. Right. But uh, unfortunately, it only went one more season and then that was that. But also speaking of like, you know, stars dating people while they're filming and that creates a lot of problems most of the time. You also were on Dawson's Creek for the final season. Yeah. Now, a lot of these actors were dating each other. There's a lot of hookups and things. We're, this is like, we're talking like 20 years ago. Yeah, but like, I, I you know, I just. <laughs> this is like two decades ago. I, it is, but now you could talk about it openly. But like, yeah. I, I hear that, you know, there was some toxicity on the set. Did you ever feel that or was it very loose for you and you didn't notice anything going on? I didn't. By the time I got there in season six, it was everybody had kind of found their foothold. The, the 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 rocky uh aspects of of you know onset dating and stuff had kind of settled everybody knew their their place and right. so it was um it was a little more settled when i got that me and ollie hudson came in for the final season uh again i think just add some window dressing <laughs> <laughs> old window dressing and uh um i worked predominantly with michelle um, I played her. Was she great? What a great actress she was. She and she was. She was another one that kind of is not. Um, uh, at least then she 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 wasn't overly welcoming. Uh, right. She was more of an introvert. Right. You had to earn her respect a little bit. Who was the one that was just very welcoming? I'm guessing Josh. Jo yeah, Josh and I hung out quite a bit. Kerr Kerr Smith was great. Right. Uh, Josh and I hung out quite a bit. He and I, um, you know, we're, we'd run into each other all the time and. Uh, he's a good dude. Great dude. Um, uh, James, I didn't work with too much, but also very nice. Katie was very sweet. Uh, they all busy. Phillips, uh, was, was, you know, loads of fun. Uh, but Michelle was reserved. She's right. very reserved. And I, I, and I, I kind of, I didn't take that as a challenge, but I was just like, okay, well, I just have to be patient and I'll hopefully I'll earn her respect. And one day she just yeah, because we'd go back to the cast chairs and she'd just bury herself in a book and there wasn't wasn't a whole lot of like so it's kind of like Kristen Krug from Smallville. Very, she would bury herself in a book. Very she was similar. just very Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of in her, doing her own thing. She was very pleasant, but just like, you know, didn't want to chit chat a, a ton. But unless she'd talk to her. Right. But I'll never forget. But but Kristen, I think, was like Yeah, she was pleasant if if engaged. engaged. But she wasn't going to Hey Jensen, how no. was your weekend? No, heard you were at Jessica Alba's house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what Michael Weatherly think of that? Jesus. Um, so uh, yeah, with Michelle, it was a little different. She, you know, if if, if I was tr like I was trying to maybe make some conversation and you know I get one answer, one word answers, kind of a thing. Right. Um, I'm like, okay, that's fine. We'll just give her space. You know, she's doing her thing. Doing and her she thing. was kind of she never got mixed up in the drama that was on that set. Right. She kind so of, she never fooled around with anybody. I don't think so. Um, uh, I believe that uh, is that not true. I think Josh Jackson and her dated for a while. Oh, very possible. Could have happened. But yeah. again, by the time I got there, all of that was kind of had settled, right. you know, and everybody was sizzled kind of out, and they're kind of finishing up. But I remember one day she, I, I don't know if I, I'd finally kind of earned a little bit of respect from her. Um, but she goes, "What are you doing tomorrow?" And it was a day off that we both had. I was like, nothing. This is in Wilmington, North Carolina. And she says, uh, okay, meet me at this record shop at two o'clock. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I go down and it's just like 
This is back in like CDs, right? And Michael Weatherly's there. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? I don't get it. <laughs> you again. <laughs> and and she and we walk in. I meet her there, and she walks in. She knows the the clerk, and it's like this cool vinyl CD shop. And she goes, grab a basket. I was like, okay. So I grab a little shopping basket. And then I just follow her, not very little word spoken. And she just goes through and starts pulling CDs and throwing them in my basket. And it was like. For her or for you to listen to? It was for me to listen to. And it was like, it was like Spoon and the Shins and like, you know. Train. Yeah. I don't know if Train <laughs> I was out. I don't think Train was. I think Train was <laughs> in Sounded mix. like it could have been. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and, and, and so she, you know, it was maybe, maybe five or six CDs. And she was like, uh, she was like, okay, there you go. That was your day with Michelle. That's, she's like, that's, that's, that's me. And I was you, like, okay. It was like her basic, it was her olive branch of like, if you wanted to get to know me, this is, this is what I do. This, this is how I roll. This is what, this is the avenue of, 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 you know, to, to, to know me. Right, like, but you this never. Is, this is the music. So I went home and I listened to all that music, and the next day I showed up and we had wonderful conversations for the rest of the. the rest right, because now you can relate. You're listening to the same things. You have something right. to talk about. Otherwise, it's just like right. And small she was, gosh, she was like, she was still a teenager, I think, at that time. Wow, really? She was young, yeah, because she started on that show like 15 or something. Oh my god. Um, but uh, very sweet, and we we ended up having a really good time, and yeah, that was a good experience for me. I I. I had no bad things to talk about. You know, people always ask, like Tom and myself, like, did you ever think that Smallville would go 10 years? Yeah. And we always say, no, how could you possibly know that? Other than I saw the pilot and I thought, wow, this is the best thing I've ever done. And this is really cool. And it's got, it could have some legs. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure you've been asked this question a long time, but with Supernatural, when you saw the pilot, was it something you go, oh, this is going to last 14 years? Or did you think, oh, we got a shot to last a season or two? Uh, Probably the latter. I, 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 I remember going like, man, this is a really great script. Um, this is, and then seeing the pilot, I, and then we got picked up. I was like, this is, this is, this is some of the best stuff I've ever been a part of. We might get three seasons out of this. Wow. Yeah. What did you love most about it? What was it like? If you remember, like, what just made you think, I like, I like this. And what did you like about it? Um, I liked, I loved the character. Um, because he, the the two characters, and this is no secret, uh, were were written very much like a Luke Skywalker and a Han Solo, right? And the figurine sitting next to you there uh, uh, was, uh, was, was Indiana Jones, Han Solo. Those were the characters, even though that you know both <laughs> played the same actor. Those are the kind of characters that I just dreamed of playing. And Dean was very much that, and he was modeled after uh, Han Solo. And so the character was one, but then also this fantastical world. Dark. That's dark and not bound by reality. Right. And we could get away with doing whatever we wanted. Um, they let you improvise? Or mostly it was, you know, you stuck to the script? We would always get script, but then if we needed to spice it up or get some nuance in there, then yeah, we would always, they, they, the writers, as the years, as the seasons went on, the writers became very trustworthy uh, with what Jared and I wanted to do. And there was, I'll never forget, and this is, this is a, a, a well-known story um, amongst, amongst the fandom of Supernatural, but right. uh, we got this one scene and it was, 
it was kind of where the brothers have a blow up and they, they're like, they part ways for a bit and they're, they, they, they break up. Right. The brothers break up and reading it, it just, he and I were both bumping on it. It's like, what is, this is not, something's wrong. It doesn't, it's not working. And I was like, well, it's reading like, it's reading like a couple breaking up. It's reading like a, a rom-com couple breaking up. Right. You know, this should be Hanks and Meg Ryan. Like, this is not, <laughs> this is not Sam and Dean Winchester. Right. And Jared had this freaking brilliant idea. He goes, do me a favor. You read all of Sam's lines. I'm going to read all of Dean's lines. I was like, okay. And we did it. And it, that was it. Did he actually keep the lines or did you just say you heard him say them? He heard you say his lines and then you went back to no, saying we flipped. You flipped the script. You read his lines. He read yours. And I, that was the scene. I read his lines as Dean and he read Dean's lines as Sam. And and you kept that. And we went to the, our director who happened to be our producer. And we said, we got a pitch for you. And he's like, and Bob Seeger. He's like, oh, geez. Bob Seeger. Singer. Oh, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Night moves. <laughs> Jesus. Bob Seeger. Very big Bob Seeger fan. Very big Bob Seeger. And we played a lot of Seeger on Supernatural because of it. Right. Um, <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> it's very true. Um, <laughs> so we went to him and we, we, you know, we're like, hey, Bob, we got, we got an idea about the scene we're about to shoot. And, you know, Bob is, uh, um, one of, one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, and he's just, he, he's like just old Brooklyn, you know, New Yorker like that. Ah, what, what fucking what, what is this? What is this? He's like, what do you guys want? So we're like, we got this. We want to read you the scene. We didn't tell him what we were doing. So we just read it where I read the other. Right. Part. So we, we did all the dialogue. He's like, yeah, that sounds great. What's the problem? Well, we, we like, just read Bob, each other's lines. We just flipped the lines. And he's like, oh, well, do that then. That was it? <laughs> that was it. And that's how we did it. And it worked. It worked fantastic. Jared with a little uh, glimpse of brilliance. Oh, yeah. Him. No, he gets one or two a season. <laughs> one or two a season. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of, you know, divide amongst supernatural fandom about how the show ended and what happened with your character. And, you know, there's a divide. Yeah. I'm sure you're aware of this. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Um, I don't think there's a wrong opinion about it. I honestly don't. I think that if the people that have problems with it are, are validated and I think the people that enjoyed it are validated. I, I was in both camps. I spent time in both camps. Um, and this is no secret when I, uh, the very first time we had ever heard what was going to happen at the end of the season, Jared and I flew out to LA and we went to the writer's room before the season started and they, the, they all sat, we all sat down and they essentially pitched us what they, how they wanted to, to wrap up the show, which was the first time in supernatural history that that had ever happened. Um, and what was your initial reaction? My initial reaction was, I don't like it. You said that right up. No, I didn't. I I, I was uh, trying to be respectful. I was trying to be respectful, so I I said, okay, um, hmm, okay. I I didn't give them a an overwhelming right like, response. Huh? Yeah, I was like, okay, um, I, I I'm gonna sleep on it, right? Because it's that's a you know this is a big thing. Like I don't want to mess this up. Fourteen years. This is in the making. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So I slept on it and about a week went by and I just, I, I went to my wife and I was like, I'm just really bumping on this. Like, I'm just, it's just not. And, and she, and she was like, is it, is it because, uh, Dean dies? And I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm just too close to that character and I just don't want to see him go. And I, I, for some reason, I always thought that if, if someone was going to go, it would be Sam, Sam. as <laughs> honestly, as, yeah. as kind of the, you know, as the, um, the martyr martyr, I was thinking martyr. Yeah. And, and, and Dean would then be left to just kind of stumble through the rest of his life, right. mourning his brother and his lost family. And, and, and it would be, you know, maybe a sad existence, but that's just how it, how it happened. Or we would both go like a Butch and Sundance kind of a thing. Right. Um, but me going and him, him continuing on just, I, I just didn't, it it just didn't sit well with me, and so. So what'd you say? So, uh, my wife, and all her infinite wisdom, said um, you should talk to somebody outside of of this that understands the world, and that was Eric Kripke, who created the world, who created right. the characters, right. who had been gone since season five. He left after season five, so he'd been gone for ten years, but he still knew the show clearly and kept tabs on it. So I called him and, and he had not heard the, you know, what, what they were planning. And so I, I told him and he did very, he did the same thing I did. He was like, let me, let me sleep on this and let me just kind of get some clarity on it. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll phone you tomorrow. I said, great. So he, he ended up sending me this very incredibly well-written email explaining why he thought this was a great ending. And it just put things in perspective for me. And then from then on, I was on board. Really? Yeah. So you needed an outside source. I just Daniel need somebody. gave you that little insight to so get somebody who's separate from it, who still knows it, but right. is but who's not so close. Yeah, but who's who who is looking at things right. from a macro uh, standpoint. Right. And uh, and it and it did, it just it really kind of helped put things in perspective for me. And I'm sure I could have done that. I'm sure I could have called Bob or I'm sure I could have called Andrew who was showrunner at that time and, and probably had a similar conversation, but I just wanted somebody from an outsider's perspective. I, I just wanted kind of a, a different viewpoint right. um, to help me process that. So you couldn't come back. I mean, the, the Winchesters, I mean, you, you couldn't come back in a supernatural spinoff or you couldn't come back in a supernatural movie. Dude, it's supernatural. <laughs> it's supernatural. It's supernatural. Of course we could. Of course we can. And would you? There's all kinds of ways. You would. Um, if it was the right thing. If it was the right... 100%. Again, I love I love the, this character, and I love the story of these two brothers, and I love what it what it stands for. Right. And I love the world that they live in and the, and the, the, the family that they have acquired through their years like I, I just there's there's so much love and attachment to yeah. to that show there's it's a reason that it went 15 years and it could have gone longer did you cry your face off when it ended um no because it wasn't i wasn't sad um i was it was emotional pride of like looking back and like look at what we did that's that was the feeling the the overwhelming feeling that I had was more of like, look at this amazing thing that we built, right. that we did together. This is it was just just emotional pride. So you didn't tear up in the last scene with Jared. This is um, our last scene together. The 
You didn't switch lines, maybe give each other a kiss. <laughs> no, we we had we had well, I had he had his hand in my pants, but that oh, was other than okay. that. But that was below frame. Um, <laughs> no, the 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 final day we had kind of already processed, and it wasn't it wasn't really a big emotional day. Um, the emotional scene came uh, a few days earlier, which was when Dean dies and says goodbye to Sam, and basically like you got to let me go. That one was, that was heavy. Hard like, for I, Jared I, like, too. Oh yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he and I were, those were, those were, it was uh, a strong mixture of, of character performance tears and actor emotional real tears. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, I know how close you and Jared are and I love the guy and I know you're going to direct a Walker episode. Coming up. Coming up. So I'll, we'll yep. talk about that. But, you know, I know that there was that you and Daniil created a, you know, a an idea to do a prequel for Supernatural. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was written about. And then Jared posted online that, he, you know, this is the first I've heard about it. And he was a little bit upset. Yeah. How did that go about? Um, it was well. For most, for, for those who know me, know that I'm I'm extremely superstitious when it comes to a few things, and one of those is, and this is probably something that that a lot of actors share is like we don't talk about auditions until we got the role. Hundred percent. You know, yeah. I I learned that very quickly when I'd call mom and dad back home, and they'd be like, "What are you working on?" And be like, "Oh, well, I'm going out for this one audition, and and I've got this other audition for this show, and and I'm." My I'm, mom still asked me if I got Saving Private Ryan. See. Yeah. It's my, like, no. Yeah. My mom is it's like, over. did you hear about Pearl Harbor? Are you, did you get it? It's like, it was, you know, 15 years ago, yeah. Ma. No, no, it's not happening. Right. 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 So I, I, this, you know, something people who aren't in the industry may, may not understand, but it is, it is just simply something that it's an unwritten rule that, that you just, you don't talk about shit until, until it's a done deal until the ink is dried. And this was my first venture into uh, producing and, and, and creating content. Uh, and I, I didn't I didn't want to jinx it at any cost. So I shut up. You didn't up divulge any information to anybody. So I shut up about it. Only the people that had to know knew. And I wasn't trying to keep it a secret for any other purpose other than, than superstition. Right. Um, I just am like, if I don't talk about it, I got a better chance of this happening. Right. And do that more often. and I I definitely had people that I was you know excited to tell, uh, Jared being number one on that list, uh, mom being number two. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then and then it 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 was getting close to getting to the point where it was like, oh, this is really happening. The network, the studio had signed off on it. Now the network was was getting involved uh we still didn't have a script in fact we just got the script last week wow so this was back in february or something so it was very early on i mean we had a concept essentially and uh you know when you start getting studio and you start getting network involved you start getting a lot of people a lot of eyes and a lot of ears there's assistants there's you know publicists there's executives and people talk and and right. it got out and you know deadline has they've got moles everywhere right you know he probably works for deadline Ryan, Ryan, what for no. deadline? Do you work for fucking deadline, dude? <laughs> He's over here taking extensive notes. I've noticed. <laughs> he looks different today. Yeah, 
It's yeah, it's my deadline look. It's your deadline beard. <laughs> this is this is what this is what a deadline. Yeah. This is this is what a deadline. This is the, this is the deadline template. <laughs> this is what a mole looks like. <laughs> All right. So, so they so they 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 dropped. They you know I'm on set in Toronto and I get a phone call that they're like, hey, deadline uh, caught wind of it and they're they're throwing something out this afternoon. I was like, what? So I quickly had to like write up a little something, uh, and I'm getting called from uh, network and I'm getting called from studio, you know, head of PR at Warner brothers. And I'm getting called from my agent and manager and, and like everybody. And I'm like running back and forth to set and I'm on a new set and they don't do cell phones on this set. Right. Which is just something that the, I like that. I do too. I have no problem with it, but, and they also stay on set. Right. So there's, they just sit, they sit there all day long, the actors and they, they stay off the, the social media and the phones and stuff. So if you need to make a phone call or you need to check something, you got to go back out to the trailers, which isn't. Sometimes they're far. It was sometimes they're far, but it's also, you know, it's slightly frowned upon. Right. And I'm the new guy and I don't want to like ruffle feathers. Like I'm, I'm a guest in this, these people's house. So right. I'm going to play by their rules. So I go back and I, I look at my phone and I'm like trying to come up with a, a, a you know, a, a little blurb uh, that I can send out to, you know, like, hey, we're deadline, boom, excited. All the while, not even thinking like, oh, shit, I haven't told A, B, C, D, E, or, you know, like, right. I, I I haven't, like, and that, that was something that I was going to be excited to do. Right. Um, but again, I'm scrambling. Network's calling me like, hey, you got to, you know, throw something out there. So I did, and I'm like, boom, okay, there it goes. And I run back on the set. And now I'm working. Now that's out of out of mind because I've got to be present in the, the you know, scene that I'm right. doing. So I'm not even thinking about it. And I get back out to my trailer at a certain point to check and make sure that, you know, that went okay. And it was like emails of like congratulations, text message of congratulations, and then it all just kind of turned south. <laughs> I was like, and then I, and I had a long text from Jared and he was really bummed out. And I just, I just remember my heart just sank. I was just like, because he tweeted something, right? He, well, that that kind of he's like, this is news to me. No one even told me this, right? Right. 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 Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, in hindsight, like that that could have been a, a a step that was avoided, but he did it, and you know, it happened, and, and we dealt with it. And he and I were great. Like, I mean, that was right. right. I wish Your brothers. I wish he had just called me and said, "Yo, dude, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me you're doing this?" And I would have been like, "Oh." Okay. Yes. I, I, you know, you, right. I, I've been on work, I've been working and this has been happening and, and it, it's, it's way early in the process. It's not even a done deal. We don't even have an outline. Uh, I just didn't want to talk about it or tell people and jinx it. Um, and, and he totally got it and he was, he's understood. And he, you know, he was like, ah, I probably shouldn't attack that, you know, right, right, right. he's like, I was, I was surrounded by people and it was late night and, had a few drinks and I just, I kind of lashed out. And so, and I got, it. I was like, yeah, look, man, I, I don't, I don't, your feelings are valid. Yeah. Your feelings are totally valid. And I, I, I messed up. I should have told you, I should have at least clued you in before the world found out. And that's on me. Well, how far does this, the prequel go back? I mean, are we talking about <clears throat> Dean and Sam as younger teenagers? No, no, no. It's, it's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with that. It's uh, mom and dad as teenagers. Really? It's how it's you're the, a mother and father. It's the story of John Winchester and Mary Campbell. How it all started. Correct. So you're not going to even be in it. No, you might do a guest star. Well, how? 
it's, I mean, it's, this, it is be, could, be, this is nineteen. This is nineteen seventy. Flash forward. Well, flash forward maybe, but this is this is early seventies when when Dad got wow. back from Nam, and we're not even born. So, that's is that's it cool? The story. Are you excited about it? Yeah, I mean, we just got our first draft of the script, and uh, you liked it last week, and it's I'm super stoked. Yeah. Inside of you is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us, myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp as menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play, and Nutrafol helps address them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical study, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root causes. With Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months. Take the first step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. Find out why 4,500 professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code INSIDE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code INSIDE. Inside of You is brought to you by Factor. I love Factor meals, Ryan. Do you know this? Yes. Why do you know this? Because I've seen them in your fridge and you've offered me some. And you've had them. And I've had them. And you love them. I do. Because I asked you every time. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I spent an enormous amount of money using delivery services for food or going grocery shopping and never eating the food that I buy or too many leftovers. And it's just, I waste so much money. And, you know, Factor Meals has really changed my life in a lot of ways because they have so many different meals, like 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. And it takes just two minutes. So it doesn't matter how busy you are. It's two minutes to cook this stuff. You always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. And that's what Factor does. Um, 
I, I, I just can't get over all the things they have, like filet mignon, shrimp, blackened salmon, um, their breakfast items, everything, dessert. It's it's perfect for my lifestyle, and I think it's perfect for a lot of lifestyles. Um, yeah, you can crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Warm, sunnier days are calling, Michael. Well, yes, they are. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. It's pretty incredible. Head to factormeals.com slash inside50 and use code inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inside50 at factormeals.com slash inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor Meals. You directed an episode of Walker. How I'm, did that I'm going to. You're going to direct it. Now, I how did not. that did they just ask you? Yeah, Jared was like, uh, I know somebody I trust. <laughs> so he he went and, you know, he's he's big man on campus there. Uh he's got a he's got an EP credit and um and he's he's doing the work and he's confided in me a few times of like, why am I why did I double my workload? This is ridiculous. Jesus. Um but he much like much like me, he's uh He's just a, a a workhorse, and we just we just like to work. We're gluttons for punishment. And yeah. You do. You like to just work and work and work. Is this something that Daniil, get this. your wife, sort of like? Go ahead. I I don't know. Is this? We're not live, but when is no, this airing? Uh, I don't know exactly. Whenever you wanted to, really, we could just decide that. Um, I'm literally leaving in a week and a week a week and change to do a movie. To do an, a movie, to do a film for the next four weeks, Jeez. and that, and I was like, I gotta have a heart out, so I wrap uh, Walker on the twenty seventh, and I start prep on Walker on the twenty eighth of October. <laughs> so you're shooting to the twenty seventh of October, and then you, and then I immediately go to Austin to uh, to start. How directing. do you do that? How do you psychologically, physically, mentally, all these things? How do you? How are you able to just keep working and working yourself in the ground? You must have an amazing, amazing stamina. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just mentality. It's like I, I, I don't like to be idle. I, I, I have to be, I have to be kind of busy. Do you get anxious? Do you get anxiety? Mm, no, you really don't. Not really. Because really. you, you stay. How do you do that? What do you do to keep that those dark thoughts out do you just work out a lot do you are you constantly meditating or what are you what are you doing no i just i just stay busy i just stay busy um and as long i feel like as long as i've got things happening then i'm doing something productive right then i'm cool it's when i stop being productive and and become idle that i get 
I just get antsy. I don't get anxiety. I just kind of get antsy. Like, like what? Yeah, like when you were in your hotel room before you were shooting. I think Supernatural, the final go, you were right. just like had this stuck stuck there for 14 days and you were going a little crazy. Well, um, yeah, or even the boys. Like when I went up to Toronto, I had to do a 14-day a, a quarantine. Jesus. Um, but again, I set my mind to, okay, I've got 14 days now to work out, to study, to get prepared, to go into a completely different environment and try to kick ass. Right. And so it forces you to focus. Yeah. That's amazing. Also, look, you're doing Batman, the long Halloween. Mm. It's already out, right? Yeah, yeah, you were the voice of Batman. You yeah. get to say, I am Batman. Yeah. How was that? Was that just a really exciting thing to do? Dude, it's it's like childhood bucket list shit, man. You're, you know? a, you're a Batman now. I got paid to say, I'm Batman. Did you immediately say when they asked you, yes, I'm in? They, I had done a, uh, I'd done a previous film called, uh, um, under the red hood. And I played Jason Todd, who was, uh, the red hood. Uh, but it was another Batman, um, from the Batman world. Right. And, uh, Bruce Greenberg was playing Batman at that point and, or was the voice, um, so I was I was playing Jason Todd. It was he's like an ex Robin character, right? Uh, and I got I got the call a couple of years later um, saying, "Hey, they they're interested in, in bringing you back for another uh, another Batman feature." And I was like, "Oh, cool!" Doing as, as Jason Todd as Red Hood. They're like, "Now you're getting the upgrade, kid." <laughs> just like that. And I was yeah. Was Give me like, a little Batman. How do you sound? Well, there's it's interesting because you've got the. You've got the Bruce Wayne, who's about like this, very clean, and that's Bruce Wayne. Right. But then you've got Batman, <laughs> and Batman's way down here. Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Did you just love it, saying that? Come on, did you want to say it a hundred times? Oh. Can I do another take? I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no one can say, I can't say that. I can't say I've, I've said I'm Batman. I wish I could. Batman. I know. It, again, it's 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 like childhood checkmark, like childhood dream checkmark. When you were renegotiating Supernatural, real quick question. Yeah. Did did you call Tom Welling? He said you called him and you talked about like he helped you out a little bit. That's bullshit. He's lying. I figured he was. Um, no, I I, I did. I, I I talked to Tom a few times about about that because he was he was really the only person I knew that had been in that position, uh, and and a lot of the stuff that that I got from Tom, I was able to implement, um, and, and kind of grandfather into the show. Uh, and it was all because I was, uh, it was all reflection of his experience with Smallville. Right. Uh, one of the things being, um, we got, uh, Jared and I got, got driven to and from set. Um, that saves you. I can't believe that wasn't done before. And they don't do that. Like everybody, no. everybody's self-drive. Yeah. Um, and we had our own, our own driver and, and the argument to have that, cause we got some pushback on it and I just used a Tom story and I said, I'm tired. I said, listen, Tom season one, he pulled over to the side of the road and slept in his car. This is your number one actor on the show. This is your quarterback and you're allowing him. You're working him so much and making him so tired. He's giving all he can all day long and he gets in a car and behind the wheel 
and you trust that he's going to make it back to you the next day. Fine. It's on you. You, you got to <laughs> I was like, you got to take care of your quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. a, that's a simple fix. And so I, 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 I'd said that <laughs> and Jared's next to me. He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, with him. Yeah, I, con- yeah. I concur. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it worked um, out, and that was it. Basically, yeah, I was I, that was kind of the analogy. And I said, I said, you know, we're, we're you got two quarterbacks here. Um, I just ask that you you protect us and, and keep us safe and, and get us to and from work in a in a safe way. And that was it. The producer was like, okay, uh, the boys. Yeah, this is exciting. You grew a beard. You're playing Soldier Boy. Which I did not know I could grow a beard like that. Boy, that's, you grew a beard, man. Yeah, that, that sucker was... That pisses me off when I see a perfect beard on you. I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker, I have this awful beard. I had more products for the for the, for the the beast on my face <laughs> than I had for any other part of my body. They they conditioned your beard? I had, Well, I mean, yeah, I had, you got to get the you got to get the shampoo that's special for beard. You got to get the conditioner that's special for beard. You got to get the beard balm. There's beard butter. There's uh, <laughs> there there's the wax. There's the oil. I mean, I, and it was like I, I didn't know this is my first time into this world. So I'm just buying different ones and trying different ones. Right. I had a whole side of my my bathroom was taken over by beard shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you had the beard for the entire run. No, no, they um, they. So what happens is, and I don't think this is any secret. I'm not giving anything away. Uh, they they kind of find me, um, and I've been essentially in captivity for a while. And so when they do, I'm bearded and I look like castaway. Uh, but then they uh, um, then they clean me up and I get my superhero outfit back on and I I go to town. Now, essentially, the show is superheroes or celebrities controlled by a corporation, and they're not good people. Ultimately, right. is that right? Right. And yeah. so I'm, I'm guessing, or do you not want to give it away, that you're playing a character that's not really that good of a guy. No, he's, he's, a, he's a jackass. He's a jackass. Yeah. And it's like a Captain America kind of character. It is. Yeah. It, so every, It's dark, because every... Ryan, you were saying how bloody it is. Oh, my God. Because I'm going to watch it now that you're in it. Oh, bro, but I heard it's great anyway. You'll love it. Yeah, they just got uh, nominated for Emmy for Best Drama. Jesus. Yeah, up against... Uh, I didn't want to watch this. The Crown and Bridgerton and This Is Us. Because I hear that there's some dark shit on this. This had to be very exciting for you to kind of like... Uh... It is. It, it's great. I was a fan of the show before... Uh, we'd even talked about me coming on. Um, and in fact, the, the whole way that happened was I was calling Eric Kripke, who is the showrunner on the boys, right. Who also created supernatural. Right. And I, I was calling him to talk to him about the Winchesters. And at the end of our conversation, cause I had, cause he, he owns that IP. Right. Cause he created those characters. So I literally had to call him and get him to sign off. Now, now they kicked it over to business affairs at Warner Brothers and his lawyers, and they got together and they, you know, they did their thing. But, uh, but I needed to get Kripke to sign off on us using those characters for this this uh, this prequel. And in in that conversation, at the end of that conversation, I said, "Well, hey man, Supernatural's uh, we're we're wrapping up here, um, or it's or yeah, it's going to be wrapped up because uh, we were this was during the the break when we broke for COVID." And it was before we came back to shoot our our last two episodes, and uh, I was like, "I'm gonna be unemployed pretty soon." So, whenever you're ready for me to come on over to the boys, just let me know. And he was like, "Hey, man, if you want to come over to the boys, I'll I'll I'll, I'll write you a part." I, I, I got just no, like that. I got, I got no problem with that. 
And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'd love to come over there. What? And play. I was like, I love that show. And he goes, well, hang on. He's like, ah, I don't know if he's like, I don't know if I want to bring you in for just like a bit part. He's like, there's another role. Tell you what, I'm going to send you over some material. Take a look at it. Let's talk tomorrow. I was like, okay. So he sends me over Soldier Boy. And I read the, I read this, this material and I'm just like, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. What who, made you say yes? Who what do made, I have to kill? Right. What was it about the Soldier Boy character that you like had to do it? He was, he's this, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a grandpa, right? He's from the forties. Like he fought in World War II and he's, he's just this curmudgeon, bigoted asshole. And, and he's, you know, he doesn't age. So he's this young or this, this, you know, 40 year old superhero, uh, who's really 80 years old or 90 years old. And, <laughs> and there's, there's just so much material there. And you'll see what I mean when, when you see that, when you see the, the, the show, but, um, you know, he just, he has, uh, he has a taste for, for people that were of his, of his era. Right. Um, and so it was, uh, it, it was a no brainer, but again, this was something that the, the studio that Sony was talking to some much bigger names than me and, uh, and wanted to bring in for season three. And so Eric was like, look, I, I know you can do this. He's like, but we're going to have to convince the, the, you know, the powers. And how did you convince them? So did you read? He's like, you're going to have to put yourself on tape. And I was like, great, I'll do that. So I did. And I sent it to him only. And then he noted me. Of course. And I did it again, sent it to him. He noted me again. Yeah. We did we went back and forth about four times. And he was like, okay. I was like, I, I'm I'm cool if you're cool. I can I can take this up the up the chain here and uh see what kind of response we get. And I was like, look, if you're gonna go to bat for me, I want to give you the biggest bat I can. Right. Um, so tell me if there's anything else I can do. And he's like, You're good. And so he went to bat for me and then boom, that was it. But I, I, I worked for it. It wasn't just like a, Hey, we want to bring you on for season three. Right. No, I, I had to earn this one. You have to earn a lot. I think people think that, you know, a lot of things are given to you No, and you have to fight for them. And this is how I had to do it. This is interesting. You, uh, you know, the show, right? Yeah. So the audition scene that I had to do was a scene with soldier boy and butcher played by Carl Urban. Carl. I saw you golfing with him on Instagram. Good guy. Good, guy. Uh, good, good New Zealand boy. Will he come on the podcast? Carl, yeah. If you can dig him up from uh, down under, is that where he is? Well, he's in he's in New Zealand. Ah, yeah. All right. Yeah, if he ever if he ever surfaces this way, yeah, he probably would. All right. Um, you had a lot to talk about with him. I'm I mean, sure that's that's he's got some underlying stuff. Like he's kind of dark, I think. Yeah, but I mean, he's like part of the Bourne uh, movies. He's yep. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, he's got he's got a lot of. Uh, Wasn't he Dread too? He's Dread. Yeah. Jeez, so good. Yeah, he's really talented. Really no, talented. Carl's great. But I'm go a, ahead. I want to hear a, this. I'm a big fan, and and more importantly, a, a, a friend now. So that's cool. Um, so the so the scene is between Butcher and Soldier Boy. Well, we're in we're in court. We're in lockdown. This is summer 2020, and all I've got is two three year olds, a seven year old, and my wife. And I'm like, no one can read Butcher. <laughs> so. I pre-recorded Butcher doing a kind of doing my Butcher voice and then had Daniil off to the side pressing play and pause. So I was giving my lines as Soldier Boy and then hearing my pre-recorded Butcher lines back to me. Right. 
but this is the kind of shit you got to do when you're trying to get a job. That's awesome. Yeah. I I've done shit like that too. Of course. Where you just, you know, you, you kind of read a line a certain way and you give a few spaces in between so you can respond right. and you just kind of get that feel of it. But it, you, you really wanted this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's was... a whole season. You're in the whole season. Mm -hmm. And how many episodes in a the season? There's eight. Do you think you'll come back? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's the you gave I, me a smile. The door is not closed. We'll put it that way. Right. But, but you do know the creator. Uh, yeah. The showrunner is showrunner. is definitely a good friend. And so it'll it'll depend on how it all cuts together. If if you know. But if, are you hearing good things? Did they he, he has he called you and said, "Hey, it looks great, man. You're yeah. Really love this. Yeah. Have you I, seen anything? Uh, I haven't seen anything cut together. Um, but uh, but I've gotten some some good feedback from from those that those that need to be impressed. What's the one role you would you want or what's the one Marvel movie or DC movie that you'd love to be a part of? Oh gosh. Um Well, there's a there's a DC property that I'm that currently uh developing right now with with Warner Brothers and uh uh and some other good partners that uh that I've got, I've got my fingers crossed for, but again, Sweet. I'm not going to talk about it because you don't want to jinx it. No, you're not going to jinx it. I sent him a script that he really loves. Maybe I do love, maybe, who knows? Maybe it'll happen someday. I do love that script. It's, good it's script. a It's a fun script. Yeah. Uh, this is called shit talking with Jensen Ackles rapid fire Ooh, to wrap this. this up. Love it. Angela F. What's been your favorite part about working on the boys? Your favorite part? Um, just getting to play in a different world. Uh, you know, playing in the same world for 15 years. Uh, I forgot what it was like out there. So getting around, getting around different creative people, um, finding, finding nuance with storytelling. That's just, that's why we, that's why we do it. That's why I do it. I playing love playing a different character, playing man. a different character in a different world and telling a different story. It's just fun stuff. Man. You're excited. I could tell. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you. Dana asks, what is the most ridiculous thing a fan has done to catch your attention? You ever get a boob shot? Any solicited, solicited soliciting of sex? Well, I was I, I was uh, king of Bacchus one year, which is uh, Mardi Gras uh, king, uh, who rides in the parade. So, oh, well, there, there wow. were there were uh, boobs, unmentionable things happening to get my attention. Right, but it wasn't because they were a fan of me; it was because they wanted me to throw those freaking beats. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, if you've never ridden in a Mardi Gras parade, I can not stress the the experience and the amazing the amazingness of it uh more. it's that fun it is it is mind it's like life-changing you hear that ryan yeah let's get on that all right let's, let's talk it. to my agent yeah uh but like did you ever get like because i mean i i imagine the fans i mean 14 years on a show uh you know my fans are fantastic, but do you ever get any intense fans or really emotional fans who just like are so in awe of you that just like it makes you uncomfortable or have they ever made you cry or like, have you ever heard a story where you kind of sure. get emotional? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the beautiful things about, uh, being a part of a, of a show or a film or something like this that has such a, uh, intense fan base is, you get to have a connection with a with a, a body of people that you probably normally would never have any any connection to, and so it, it you have this common interest um, 
that is that for some people, you know, there's that that old adage that uh, you know when you're on set, it's like, hey, everybody, calm down. We're not curing cancer here. Right, 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 right. And we're not. We're not curing cancer. We're making a TV show. Right. But I would argue that somebody with cancer is lying in a hospital bed right now, watching a television show that's making them laugh. Or that means something to or them. Or that means something to them. Yeah. Or that they find some inspiration from. And I it helps them you. maybe fight a little bit more. And that's the kind of stuff that, that gets me emotional. I love it. Yeah. Emily asks, what's your favorite storyline on Supernatural? Favorite storyline? Um, well, I mean, obviously, the, the just the long lead storyline of the of two of the brothers and what they what they go through is is certainly what the entire show is built on so i've, I've clearly that that is uh the most important and the most favorite storyline of, of all but i would say of kind of the peripheral storylines um i would say one that that i truly loved that i wish we could have gotten to play a little bit more with was uh dean and purgatory um with uh with benny and uh and cass i thought that was it was just shot differently it felt different it was a different kind of world we were in we were fighting for survival you wanted it, it to was continue. like it was like this post-apocalyptic feel to it yeah we were just covered in blood and mud and it was just it had a different feel and i, I just I, I enjoyed that i love it yeah kelly asks have you ever had a real life supernatural experience or ghost encounter and did it freak you out mm. um I, I have I have probably, but I have this uh I have fifteen years of training. <laughs> and it's given me a horribly false sense of security <laughs> around anything that could possibly be supernatural. Right. And so if there's like a bump in the night, in my mind, it's not like, oh my God, what was that? In my mind is like, you picked the wrong house, motherfucker. <laughs> That is a clip right there for the podcast right there. You picked the wrong house, motherfucker. Uh, Raj, what's the most afraid you've ever been? Um, I, I, I'm just going to say this because it's the first thing that popped in my head. I'm sure I could probably uh, dwell on this and, and think of some more examples. But Can I guess? Sure. Having your first kid? Uh, no. Okay. Um, no, because there's, there's, a, there's a bliss to that. There's a, there's, it's, um, I mean, yeah, I would say right now, if you ask me currently, what is my greatest fear? Right. It is something happening to my kids. Sure. And me not being there. Um, but I think the scaredest I've ever been was, uh, and just cause we had a huge anniversary was nine 11. Cause I was up in Vancouver doing dark angel and I thought we were under attack and I was like, I got, I got to get back home. I got to protect my family. Wow. Yeah. That was probably, and then watching all that like 20 year anniversary stuff was, was pretty heavy. That was a terrifying time. Yeah. Terrifying time. I, I mean, I remember was, exactly where I was. Absolutely. I was shooting I, I, Smallville as well. I think everybody can. I think it's yeah. one, it's one of those moments in history where it's like, where were you? Yeah. And if you, I mean, now we've got, you know, now, now get fans of Supernatural weren't even alive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. When that happened, but if you were alive and you were, you know, you knew what was up, you knew where you were. I mean, it was like when you know Kennedy got shot, or when 
the space shuttle, the space shuttle exploded. You right, know, it's right, like right. people. There's just some of those. It, that is one of those things in history where it's just like, and I was terrified. Yeah, because I not of like, not scared of the enemy, but scared that like, I'm not gonna be like I, I'm, I'm not there for my kids. I'm removed, and and I'm not there for no. I mean, I was a kid at that point. I was you know 20. Oh yeah, years you didn't old. have anything. Yeah, I wanted to get home and be oh, with my your family, parents. family, right? Your parents, my brother, right? my yeah, sister, yeah, yeah. And my my you know. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be, like, stuck in another country. Yeah. And we're under attack. And then my dad was like, stay there. And that scared me. Because yeah. like, we didn't know. Nobody knew what was going on. No. It was nobody like, had any idea is, what was Is every major city now going to get hit? Yeah, like, you didn't know. That you just didn't know. Uh, dude, this has been awesome. It was yeah. always easy with you, right? Well, I, I, I hope not. <laughs> well, not that easy. No, it's not but, that easy. Uh, it's you know, easy. I mean, you got so much going on. You, you just finished the boys. Just finished the boys. You got the um, direct and Walker. Direct and Walker. Then you, were you doing a movie before that? I'm about to. I'm about to hop off and do a uh, a movie and and wait till that gets announced because it's not even. I literally just just closed. When will it get announced? Yesterday. I would assume in the next week or two. Okay, so it won't. But what's the movie? It's a western. Oh, my dream. I know. Me too. What's it called? Uh. I think they're playing on. I don't think they have a title yet. Right, but you're um, doing a western. Anybody in it that uh, I get excited about? It's basically um, girl from Lost. Is no, uh, uh, Alec Baldwin <laughs> oh, is boy. an old gunslinger who was thought to be dead, and he's got a huge reward on his head, and he comes, he services, and causes all kinds of shit, and then has to get on on the run. And I'm the I'm the U.S. Marshal leading the posse to track him down. Another beard. If I had the time, but I don't think I've got the time. But maybe that that scruff. That yeah, they, they said just don't shave until we see you. So, How exciting is that? Yeah. I mean, I'm about to spend the next month on a, on a horse. With Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah. How much fun is his life? I mean, he's got a beautiful wife, beautiful kids. He's got a bar in, in uh, where? Austin. Austin. What's it called? Uh, Family Business Beer Company. Family Business Beer Company. I still want a t-shirt or a hat or something. Hell yeah. I'll bug you about it. You're wearing a sunspin shirt of mine. I just gave you that. Lift it. it up. Show it to the audience. Let me see this thing. Boom. Boom, howdy. And what would you tell your fans out there, all 8.8 million, to watch this, <laughs> to watch and listen to this podcast, even when you're not on it, Jensen? Uh look, it's 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 fucking it's Rosie. Who doesn't want to listen to Rosie? Come on, guys. He's he's got uh, you know, he, he's he's got all the talent in the world. I love Jensen. This has been a real treat. I love you. I wish you continued success, man. I I love seeing you happy. You always seem happy. You always seem like you're just doing your thing. It's it's a good life. It's a good life. It's a good life. You know, um, I've been very, very fortunate and I've got uh, a lot to be thankful for. Do you want to say anything to Ryan? Um, No, because he's going to give it straight to deadline. Yep. That's probably true. All right. Ryan, buddy. Thanks for being here, man. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. (laughs) It's awesome. You know, we, we didn't we didn't talk about uh, because I had interviewed him before about the incident that happened on the set of the movie that he was doing that he talked about on the podcast. Uh-huh. You know, with the shooting, the accidental death, and yeah. uh, um, so I didn't get a chance to do that. And uh, I think that he, he had talked about it enough. He had tweeted about it enough. I think that he he didn't. I don't think. You yeah. know, you you needed to hear more of that. Right. Um, I think he made it pretty clear on his Twitter how yeah. he felt and um, it was pretty emotional and uh, you know, so um, I was thinking about calling him up and saying, Hey dude, you, you can, I just get an excerpt, from, you know? Yeah. 
something about that, and but I didn't. I said, "What the what the fuck?" You know, leave him alone. Yeah, that's probably okay. Yeah, I think so too. Jeez. Yeah, it was uh, it was tragic, but uh, yeah. Hey guys, uh, it's it's a new year. I hope you're treating yourself right. I hope you're doing good things for yourselves. Don't be hard on yourselves. We're all flawed. I'm flawed. You know, Ryan's flawed. No, Not I, as flawed I, as me. No, I got it nailed. I got everything nailed <laughs> to a T. Uh, better help, man. You're still doing better help. Still doing it. I love it. <laughs> still, still. You need some more better help after that uh, Hawaiian trip. Oh yeah, it's been helpful. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, make sure you follow us. Make sure you write a review. Please subscribe to the podcast. We got good stuff coming up. We got great guests coming up. Uh, remember, stage it. I'll be performing virtually um uh on stage at january 29th 2 p.m 6 p.m show you can go to sunspin.com sun s-u-n-s-p-i-n sunspin.com and get tickets there along with merch sunspin merch um and if you go to the inside of you online store you can get great merch i even have this new a script it's a, a popular smallville script lexmas so i printed out some copies and you can get my autograph on there and fun uh, funko pops and uh lunch boxes small the lunch boxes along with a lot of cool inside of you gear if you like the podcast and you want a tumbler signed by me or just you know a hat or whatever so check that out i'll be in la mole if i pronounce that right la mole con uh in mexico in march um and join patron uh patron it's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash inside of you become part of a community that supports the podcast in so many ways. And uh, speaking of that, why don't we get into the top tiers who give the most uh, to the podcast and really, you know, help the podcast out in so many ways. And they're just so loyal. And some people have been with me for a couple of years now. I think I like two years wow. since I started, well, since I started patron. Right. So however long that is. Probably two years. Yeah, probably two years, but they've, they stick with me. Some people can't. Some people have financial problems or whatever. If they don't want to give, I, I'm like, fuck, dude, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for giving a dollar. Thank you for giving a, a quarter. Thank you for whatever you give to the podcast. It's just, you know, it's fuck, you know. It's, it's a fuck. I'm not Joe Rogan here. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Man, he went a little, you know. Yeah, that's a whole other. So what what happened? I don't know. It's I, some, just, he some, was, I think some people just do it with too much confidence. <laughs> yeah i think that's what it is honestly. i don't know because he was always nice to me when i did stand up and he was uh i always i enjoyed a lot of his interviews i think he's a great interviewer but uh it just seems he's just too intense these days it's I don't weird know. I, I, it's just weird i don't know what to say I, i'm not gonna bad mouth him i'm just gonna say it's just different he's just a different rogan defrogan uh but yeah. who cares that's fine you know, all my best to him Good. if he listened to this which he wouldn't he'd be like who the fuck are you you're nobody and i'd say we're no. doing great over here in our little podcast space yeah we're doing just fine we're doing just yeah that's true don't compare yourself to other people <laughs> guys don't compare yourselves to other here are the top patrons uh nancy d leah s sarah v little lisa you kiko jill e brian a yep nico p jerry r w that's correct robert B. Jason. W. Kristen. K. Amelia. O. Allison. L. Raj. C. Emily. F. S. Yeah, CJP. Sorry, I said That's it. That's fine. Jennifer. N. Yes, Stacy. L. Yeah. Yeah, Jen. Oh, crap. S. Yes, correct. Jamal. F. Yeah, <laughs> Janelle. B. Correct. Mike. E. Yeah, Eldon. Supremo. 99. More. Ramira. 
Dude, you haven't missed one yet. This is the best you've ever done. Santiago. Uh, C. No. Uh, M. Yes. Jeez. Chad. <laughs> went with Santiago Chile. That's what I was trying to yeah. do. Yeah. What Chad W. Dude. Leanne. P. Janine. R. Maya. P. Maddie. S. Belinda. And Chris. H. Yes. And Dave. H. Correct. Spider-Man. Chase. Sheila. G. Brad. D. Ray. H. Liliana. R? A? A. Correct. A. Michelle. Uh, K. Talia. M. Betsy. D. Correct. Laura. L. And Chad. L. Rachel. Rachel. Rochelle. Rochelle. Nathan. G. Missed his first one. D. It's E. Oh, well. Dude, that was stunning. There might have been a couple you of hints. You guys, that's there. from memory. Do you see that? Yeah, He's a got couple, a memra. Yeah, a couple of hints that you can't see. Nathan E., Marion, Meg K., Janelle P., Dan N., Big Stevie W., Angel M., Rhiannon C., Corey K., Super Sam Coleman, G., Devnex, and Michelle A., Jeremy C., Sebastian K., Gavinator, David C., John B., Brandy D., Yavor, Camille S., The C., Joey M., Willie F., Christina E., Adelaide N., Omar I., La- Lana? Lena. Lena. L-E-N-A is Lena, isn't it? Ooh. Lena N. Mm. Eugene and Leah. I love you guys. Jeez. Chris P. Nikki G. Corey. Patricia M. Maria N. Heather L. Jake B. Bobbitt. And Ed Asner. No, Ed A. Oh. Ed A. What's oh. up, Ed A? Nice Ed. to meet you, Ed A. Nice to meet you. Ed A. Nice to meet you, Ed A. Nice to meet you, Ed A. Lovely man. Lovely man. Uh, guys, uh, I, I really adore you and thank you for listening to the podcast. This has been, uh, it's fun. It's another year and I can't tell you how freaking hard it is to get guests to do the show. It's like me constantly bothering people, but we've got some great ones this year. Uh, great ones through, uh, through March, I think, uh, getting pretty booked up. You and I are going to, we, we had a couple weeks off, but we're going to get, we're going to do two next week two the following week and then one and one, but, uh, get some in the can. Some good ones. Leslie Ann Brandt from Lucifer. Cool. Uh, Ludwig, Alexander Ludwig from uh, Vikings, Heels, uh, Hunger uh, Games. Uh, um, yes. Katie Lutz, I think, is going to come on. Oh, I know her. I hope she doesn't bail on me. Jeez. She, I don't want her to Christian bail on me. No. But, uh, you know, it's exciting. But show up in a costume and overact? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, but it's... Uh, <laughs> But we great stuff coming up too. I can't announce anything, but I'm going to announce something probably in the next uh, couple weeks or month that uh, is really exciting. And uh, I hope you continue to join me on on my journey. This is your journey too. Uh, thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you today. From myself, Michael Rosenbaum in and the my, hills, and myself, Ryan Tez. Christian Bale is a wonderful actor, by the way. He is. That's what I mean. He is. Christian yeah. Bale is a wonderful. Actor. Uh, give a little wave to the camera. We love you, and thanks again for tuning in. And uh, Anything else, Ryan? That's it. I think that's it. That's all. Go to therapy if you need it. Stop thinking <laughs> you're better than everyone. And Dad, I'm not just talking to you. <laughs> Mom, Dad, my brother, my other brother, my sister, my whole family. Hey, your brother Michael goes to therapy. You better than me, man. Go to fucking therapy. And just slowly fade out. Fade. fade out. I love you. Thank you. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot, but Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah, can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was three page makeout scene that just kept going? Good lord, we get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.